Your life is lived every day, and what happens between Sundays matters. Join Nate and Kate as they take oftentimes big ideas and make them practical for everyday life. This is the Between Sundays podcast with Nate and Kate Thompson. Welcome to Between Sundays. Your life is lived every day and what happens between Sundays matters. Today we want to talk about an important topic that has affected our life. And if you say it has not affected yours... You're a liar. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about comparison. How does comparison impact our lives between Sundays? Does it matter in any kind of spiritual way? Is it ever good or beneficial? And is it possible to stop? So why do we want to talk about this, Nate? I want to talk about it because everybody deals with it. I believe it's damaging, it's slowing, it's stunting growth of you as a person. I have I have a lot of feelings about comparison because I've done it for so long. <laughs> And I still do it. <laughs> Got a lot of experience in this Hello, area. Hello, my name is Nathan Thompson, and I compare myself. So that's why it's a relatable thing. And I just want us as a group here, as we listen to it together and talk this out, to get eyes on it. That's a good idea. See what we think. Great idea. So Theodore Roosevelt said, comparison is the thief of joy. Do I agree with him? I really do. So do I. I feel like it steals our joy, and it can kind of stunt our growth and... It impacts our life, I think, in a lot of big ways that we don't take time to see. So first, how does this impact our lives between Sundays? We compare ourselves to other people. We compare mm-hmm. our things, our situations. Compare our kids. That's a fun one. Our That's dogs. That's crazy, right? Dogs, well, <sighs> If dog you're a dog people. parent, you dog people, you would know about that. <sighs> That's its own topic. I'd love to get into that one day, just dog people. I'm, I have a dog, and... Um, I can't get behind half of it. That's a a different day. That's a story for another day. Okay. Story for another day. But yeah, we compare our kids. That's neat. Just line them up and pick them apart. It's sad. It's it's very sad. (laughs) But I think part of it, with kids at least, is from the get-go, you're benchmarking things and you're using like data to think, where's my child compared to the other children? And I'm just like, what percentile is your kid in? Right. What a thing. I mean, it's helpful, but it's not, I don't even know that it's, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a pediatrician, but come on, man, let's give these kids some room. Mm -hmm. And we're really trying to see, like, in that sense, like, how average is your kid? Because you don't want him to be the the biggest one, you don't want him to be the littlest one. (laughs) Yeah, that kid, I mean, our bear, he's been a little nugget the whole time. He's Mm -hmm. barely hitting that 10th percentile. Right. You got some kids bringing 110th percentile. So has society trained us to compare? Yes. Yeah. I think in a lot of ways... Especially, I'm just going to bring it up, social media. What is that? We're constantly looking at other people and their lives. and No, no, no. Can I say this? Sure. We're not actually, which we all know when we're talking about it, like normal people right now, that you're comparing yourself to a snapshot of a moment of an idea that was the best picture they posted out of 300. Mm -hmm. And here we are like, oh, man, meh. Yeah. And you're looking at this thing that's not even real because it took them 500 tries to get it. Yeah. I think that comparison, I think those like thinking about social media and our kids and then think about like your stuff. Like it seems like if your friends got a new car or something, then you're comparing your car. Like, oh, well, my car doesn't have this many miles. I don't know. That's that's me. I feel like you're talking to me right now. I'm fine with that. Go ahead. So those things can seem kind of surface like, but comparison has impacted my life in some deep ways in one of the ways that I will share about is... Talk about it. Well, so when we were trying to get pregnant, 
So this is taking it back years. Our son is now 11, but there was a good period of time where we were trying to have a baby and we we were not being successful. And, Do my best. And it's... <laughs> and <laughs> Okay, so it was really hard because then I'm comparing myself to... Every single person getting pregnant? Yeah. We're going to walk by a hospital and they end up pregnant. And then our... It, seem, it seems like when you have a lot of people that are at the same stage of life and That's everyone right. else is moving forward, they're getting pregnant and having babies and you're just like, oh, okay, you know what? Mm-hmm. You're comparing yourself, honestly, is what it comes from. And then that comparison, how it says it was the thief of joy, absolutely was in those years for me because it stole away my opportunity to be celebrating and happy for my friends around me. Yeah. And it took away something from me because I also felt like that's not who I am. I'm not the type of person who just wants to be jealous or angry or like bitter about something. And honestly, that's what that comparison and that stage of my life led to. Also, just to be honest, Keep going. getting pregnant and having our son didn't take care of that route. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it wasn't like, oh, okay, now we have, we did end up getting pregnant and having a baby. So now that comparison is gone. You're like, I'm back. Sorry about that. Right. The problem was still there and the mm-hmm. root had to be dealt with, which really came from comparison. So I think that's just a real example from my life about how comparison affected me. And it was not a pretty example, but I am better now. It's wild. <laughs> though. It. It's wild how, like, if you go even just by decades of life, first 10 years, what are you comparing? next 10 years, your teenage years into coming through your 20s. I think of me in my 20s. I think of me in my 30s. And now I'm coming into my 40s. Like, what's the next thing I'm comparing to? And these different chunks of life that you compare things about. I really, I really wonder that I've never had a healthy launching pad when I'm comparing to get ahead. Mm -hmm. When I look at my friends, that's hard. That's a hard one to when you're in a spot of life, which I would say for us this past 10 years of life has been like a conquering phase of life where coming through our 30s, you're just in it to win it. And then you're looking around and then your friends or acquaintances or strangers or whoever, coworkers, family, um, in-laws, I don't know, everyone that all of a sudden takes like a huge stride and then you feel left behind. That's hard. It's hard to like not buy into it and wonder that what am I doing wrong? Why am I not this, that, or the other? Well, and you get stuck too because you think about things like, well, by the time this happens, then I'm going to be too old to do it or I'm going to be not in the right spot in my life. Like we we think that it should just look a certain way, mm-hmm. especially when you're younger. I feel like when you're in high school, a lot of times it's like you think, okay, I'm going to graduate high school. I'm going to go to college. In college, I'm going to meet the, the man or woman of my dreams. Yeah. Then we're going to get married and we'll have our careers started. Then from there, we'll do some traveling and then we'll start a family. It's like you you have a picture in your mind of how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. And when it doesn't go that way, then you do like you, things get rocky and you start to feel like, OK, this isn't this person seems to like they're having more fun with their life and they didn't even go to college or, <laughs> you know, you start comparing that kind of thing or, yeah. wow, look at all the money they're making because they got a better degree than me. And, you know, it and- starts it starts. Really so young, so much younger than even high school, but it does because then you can even go into like the resentment of, man, I wish I would have yeah, I shouldn't have right because now I'm and they're you know it's just the strangest thing mm-hmm. 
the biggest truth is the biggest lie at the same time about comparison is you're never, it's never an actual comparison. And I know it in my head right now in real life, talking to you, looking at you. I know that when I compare something to a friend, a person, a whatever, an influencer, all of those people, anyone, I don't know. It's like the idea of the iceberg. You're only seeing the tip of it. You don't see what's under the surface. You don't see what it cost mentally, physically, financially, any of that, what they gave up in the pursuit of what they were up to that all of a sudden you're coveting and wanting and wishing you were doing. You don't see the costs of the of life. You just see that little one picture of them on their you know 10 mile hike out in this beautiful area that you've been wanting to go to for 30 That's years. That's so true. That's and so true. you don't know. We don't know. And we, we lie to ourselves and tell ourselves that, oh, well, this, that, or the other. But you don't know what it even cost them. So comparing is like, it's just toxic, I think. So, yeah, I agree. And it does impact us in a lot of ways. And I think it can really impact us spiritually as well. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it really can kind of snuff out some of the individuality and the the unique purpose that God has on some of our lives because we compare ourselves in a way where it's almost like, are we striving after uniformity? Like we feel like we should be having just as much fun as this other person or we should be just as fit or just outdoorsy or just as passionate about a certain thing as somebody else is. And when we start comparing and we we then put things in place to become more like these people we're comparing ourselves to, we're not being us anymore. And I think that that comes out of an insecurity, um, which is what I think is when we see somebody doing what they were created to do, we're going to be insecure if we're also not sure and doing the things that we're created to do, if that makes sense. It makes sense to me. So if we have a sense of our identity in the Lord and we are working out of that identity towards the things he has called us to, I think that just gives us, like you were saying, a launching pad that gives us a launching pad to not compare so much and to be more like spiritually aware of like, I'm very happy for them and I'm celebrating alongside of them, but I am also doing what God has called me to do. And it, and it's not, it's not insignificant. It's not less significant. It's just as important. And so it gives us, um, you know, having that sense of security and identity, mm-hmm. it does give us more of a sense of direction and helps, at least for me personally, not compare as much. So what do you think about that? Well, I- it is absolutely true. I think having rails up to protect yourself, to guard yourself, because I don't know that it will ever go away. I'm 41 and it hasn't gone away. And I think I'm doing better every decade. I feel like I'm getting better and better at life. At least, I mean, I think I am. I'm hoping by <laughs> I 50. think you're doing great, oh, Nate. Come on. You are doing so much better at life. Um, Thank you, babe. Comparing a spiritual walk with someone else's is bananas. We yes. do it. I don't know how that works out for anybody. I think what ends up there is even that's how I think people land with the idea of they don't even want to go. They don't even want to go to church to start with because it's like, oh, I got to be goody two shoes or all mm-hmm. that. Like you have this odd sense of reality yeah. when you compare. And to if each you other. if you pair in in a negative way, if you were to to pair comparison with being competitive, it can also just be like an extra like difficult thing because I've seen it where people like they don't want to be like necessarily just like 
a good Christian, like I'm not, I'm not even saying that I think there is a, such a thing as a good she Christian. She just used like the quotations with her I did, air people, quotes. Air quoted that. But they want to be the best Christian. Yeah. So it's like then it becomes like this competitive comparing nature. And if you've ever been in a situation like that, it feels weird. There's weird stuff. It is a there, weird thing. Man. People yeah. make Jesus weird quick with that. <laughs> Gosh. Thanks for being here with Between Sundays. Don't forget to rate the podcast and share your feedback here or online at myhopefm.net. One thing I do think about when I think about comparison is there is a parable in Matthew, and it starts in verse 20. Chapter 20. I'm sorry, chapter 20, verse 1, and it's the parable of the workers in the vineyard, and it's where a man is going to hire some people. Yep. So he goes out in the morning and finds people to work for him. And then they come and work for him and they start and then he needs more people. So around noon, he goes out and finds some more people to work for him. They come and start working too. And then there's like maybe only like an hour left in the day and he still needs more people. So he goes out and finds people and then they're all working for him. Mm -hmm. So there's people who've been working all day, some just several hours, some hardly any time at all. And at the end of the day, he pays all of these people the same thing. You know what that's like? What? Every day for me at work. (laughs) <laughs> wow i'm just kidding okay <laughs> someone out there is like mm-hmm. I feel that. <laughs> like i feel that um and the and then the people are all in an uproar we who have been yeah. there since the beginning of the day because they're like wait a minute i've been working really hard and longer why are you paying me the same mm-hmm. and he's like you agreed to it he said you agreed to it oh got it right. Yeah. And to me, it relates to comparison because I'm feeling like he's saying to these workers, don't worry about what's fair. Don't look to what somebody else is making, what somebody else is doing. Look to what you've agreed to with me. And I think that when it comes to like our relationship with the Lord and especially comparing a spiritual walk with somebody (sighs) else, it's like, look to what you're doing with the Lord and what he's asked you to. Don't look to the left or to the right or to what somebody else is doing or what kind of reward it seems like they're getting, how blessed or not blessed their life seems. Keep focused on what the Lord is asking of you and what your relationship is and with what your connection is with the Lord. I love that idea. I love that awareness because it keeps you vulnerable to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And comparison kills vulnerability, I believe, to where at the end of the day, all of a sudden you're comparing what this person got, this one, this one, or this one, and you feel like the fool you feel like the idiot who signed up at 6 a.m. Now it's 6 p.m. and you're getting 100 bucks with the guy who showed up at 4 p.m. And you start and then. So then you go to the next idea with that little chip on your shoulder, that perspective of like, well, I'm not going to be the idiot this time. Only because at the very beginning of it, you were vulnerable to the idea of putting yourself in it and agreeing to it and going for it and being a part of that portion of life. But we compare back and forth. And we feel like maybe I got took or what a dumb thing I did. You know, I should have been the one that only worked two hours and got paid the hundred bucks. That guy won. But then you're like, did he win? Mm-hmm. You know, like. I think that goes so much deeper because who are we to say what God should and shouldn't be doing in each of our lives? Right. You know, like he he gets to decide where he's generous and where he gives and, and what he's doing. And he knows what he's doing. So we can trust him to know, like. Can I daydream that what if you were one of the workers that ended up, you had lunch with the guy who hired you and you spent time with this dude mm-hmm. and you like ate and laughed and whatever. And then you kept working because you knew you were going to be paid and you're like, this is a 
he's a good dude, man. He's got some good stories. He's got some good advice and good life and wisdom and whatever. And you forgot that because you started comparing yourself to the guy who didn't spend time with him all day, who didn't get the opportunity to sit down and eat with him. Yeah. And he got paid the same. That makes me think about the parable of the, the prodigal son, you know? Man, you're parable in it today. I'm just in the parables, Dude, I guess. I'm into it. Okay. So I think when it comes to comparison, we're definitely more, when we're not comparing, it comes from a place of feeling secure in our identity with the Lord and in what we're doing. When we are comparing, it can lead to a lot of roots of things in our life that then need to be dealt with, mm-hmm. like like the jealousy or the bitterness or um, even, I'll say this, a vanity. I have dealt with that, especially with the with Instagram and with social media. You see other people that are your same age and they have no wrinkles and they ha- they look perfect and you're just thinking, whoa, why am I not like that? And then all of a sudden you're you're doing a two hour Google search for face creams. Four hundred dollars later, <laughs> uh, gets put some overtime in. Exactly. That then your finances are all wrapped up in it. All of that just to say that there are a lot of things that comparison leads to that we never intended. Yeah, and come to find out you could use a filter because that's what they've been doing for the past 10 <laughs> yes, years. Yes, yes, you know, love it. That's is it true. ever good? Is, is comparison good? ever good? Short answer for me, no. Okay. It's a hard no. Yeah. Um, what I would lean into personally is the idea of evaluating yourself. That's good. Taking stock of your stuff, that's good. I, um, I'm kind of into this dude a little bit right now, Jordan B. Peterson. Um, he says in a, in a book that I'm reading, he says to compare yourself against who you were yesterday, not to who someone else is today. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I mean, for me to take stock of me, that's the only, because even myself, I lie to myself about right. stuff. Like I act like I'm going to get fit. <laughs> Beachbody is not working out for me yet. It's like, what are we going to do? So I think comparing myself to myself, <laughs> evaluating myself. Mm-hmm. And I don't even like the word, I guess it, the evaluation is where I, and I, maybe I'm trying to be tricky with words. I don't think that I am because if I'm evaluating it, to evaluate something is to be honest, right? which means I have a full view of the picture. Mm-hmm. I have no full view of any of my friends. What, right. And I feel like when it comes to evaluation, like we're we're really the only ones that we can kind of be a little more sure of as far as if we're supposed to be growing and maturing as believers, there probably should be some evaluation here and there. Are we seeing the fruits of the spirit or are we seeing like the fruits of of sin or of, um, you know, selfishness and those kinds of things. So evaluation can be helpful, but comparing my life to somebody else's is it's not beneficial. It's not helping me because I don't even know, like you said earlier, I don't know all the work and all the progress that has gone into their life, especially spiritually. Mm-hmm. I think it's easy to compare physically, but still then again, it's, I mean, there's yeah. there's so many it's things not. that you can't control. Look at genetics. Yeah, yeah. My belly wants to be a little bit fat. I can't, <laughs> like, I'm like, like, I can't. Like, I look at my brother-in-law, his body wants to not be fat. Like, you can't even compare, like, the physical in most cases. So do you think it's possible to stop that? No, I'm still a no. I, I'm a no in the way of how I know it to be right now, 40 years into this. Yeah, I guess we maybe LOL. need, yeah, we need like, like a guest psychologist to come yeah, on and tell us, is Jordan, it possible? Jordan, if you're listening to this, 
come on, we'll have you on, and you can tell us. Yeah, I, I don't know either if it's ever possible, but I think you can get better only because, or even in certain areas, it, you, there's possi- it's possible to have healing. Because when I think about the comparison thing, I think I have gotten better over the years at checking myself and at realizing the feeling of like, ooh, I feel jealous, or I feel like I don't want to talk about this with this person. Why is that? Like I can start to feel those feelings, and I can recognize it and address it. So I'm not saying that the temptation will ever be completely gone to compare, but I think the more secure we get, we can we can do better. I think we I I would say out loud to whoever's listening, me and you are doing a much better job than we have in the past ten years. Right. And I believe it's because we've put up some safeguards and we've put up some rails to help with it. Mm-hmm. One of the ones we talked about at the very beginning of our podcast was goals and vision for our family. That has helped me tremendously. Because it helps me to realize, no, I don't need to spend another $30,000 on a vehicle. I can just keep driving the one that I have. Mm -hmm. Um, Vacation-wise, we can do this, this, and this. But no, we cannot afford to do this, this, or this. It just puts the rails on it, something else. And I'm not slamming anybody. I'm just saying what I've done. I'm minimal social media. Mm -hmm. It's not good for my brain. I know there's certain things that are trigger points for my mind. But I don't want to put myself in the scenario so I'm just like, I'll just look at it from a distance and we can laugh about it at work or you can show me some memes and stuff. So limiting that has helped me tremendously. Yeah. And I think that what we'll find is it will benefit our relationships a lot if we can if we can cut down on the comparison and it'll help us to remember who we are in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like they're going to find, especially like with this generation, I think they're already seeing the effects of social media in comparison on on like their overall well-being and happiness and sense of like joy and feeling fulfilled where they just don't feel as as happy or joyful when they're on social media earlier on in their life. So I think the more we can recognize those things and take the practical steps to mm-hmm. stop comparing, it's going to make a big difference in our lives spiritually and just as people relationally. Yeah. So let's let's try it. We might not be able to eliminate it completely, but I think that we can do better with comparing and Maybe you don't deal with this, but this Lies. has been this has been they something do. that we have to call out in our lives regularly. Even though we're getting better, we still have to look at it regularly and say like, okay, this has got to go. We're being mm-hmm. we're comparing too much, we're not being content and we're getting away from what the Lord has called us to do because of comparison. So to recap, I would want to start with realize when you're comparing yourself to others, that's not true. You don't have the full scope of what you're even comparing yourself to. Remember that instantly. Remember that God has a purpose for you. He's got a an, a vision, a mission for you that will give you security that you don't need to compare yourself to what other people are doing. Yeah. So find it, lean into it, mm-hmm. make it work. Yes. Um, put some safeguards up, whether it is the, the, like you just said, the vision of what you're doing. Put that to where you can keep tabs on it. Maybe minimal like lower some time frame on the social medias yeah. and be less purposefully less caught up in that. And then just start recognizing the areas where you might have some weakness. Like if it is with, with comparing your kids or mm-hmm. um, financial things, or if you have a certain weakness in a certain area, be aware of that and talk yeah. to God about it, pray about it and maybe get some accountability with a, with a close friend or a spouse or something so that you can get it under control. Yeah. And I would, I would say too, a practical thing that's helped me over the years is leaning into the gratitude. 
Oh yeah, that's so like, good. What am I thankful for? Quit thinking what I don't have and be thankful for what I where I am and what yes. I do have to offer. Because we all have something to offer. Mm-hmm. And we try to minimalize it or take it away. And it's like, that's not true, man. The Lord wants what you have to bring to the table. Like yes. he calls it. He asks for it. Mm-hmm. And sit down and those, like, I don't know, man. I, I have to do it. Like, I'm grateful for a lot. All right. Let's not let comparison be the thief of our joy. Let's go. It's our... What? Oh, go ahead. No, please go. I was just going to say, what happens between Sundays matters. So go ahead and be present and intentional with your faith every single day. I love it. See you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Between Sundays podcast. If you have questions or want to connect further, visit the podcast page at myhopefm.net. And remember, your life is lived every day. And what happens between Sundays matters.